Welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Doug Dewin, and joining me this segment is Daisy Katagi, Recreation Director for Seattle Parks and Recreation. Join us as we look at issues that affect us here at home in our community and across the nation. Today, we're going to find out about ARC's Fund the Fun for Seattle Parks. Daisy, thank you so much for joining me to talk about this today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so let's just kind of dive right in about the whole point of all of this. Why is it so important uh, in your estimation for kids to be able to participate in youth sports? What are, what are the benefits? Is it interpersonal skills, physical activity, combination? What do you think? I think it's all of it, Doug. Um, you know, sports amongst a whole lot of other youth development programs, it prepares our young people with life skills they need. You know, through recreational sports, they're having experiencing some mentorship from an adult who cares about them. Um, and they're just getting life skills in general that can address some of their physical, emotional, and social needs. Yeah. And when I was growing up, I always was participating in sports. There was always activities after school clubs. So I kind of, you know, wonder if I took it for granted that it was available to me. What barriers do you see that some kids have to uh, overcome to participation? Yeah. You know, sports, I feel like has evolved. I mean, we're at a space now where you've got you got premiere, you've got select. But what we offer through Parks and Recreation is the fundamental just recreation experience, mm. you know, and I think with that, you know, we provide an opportunity that creates accessibility for young people just to experience something new through a sport event or sport program that we offer uh, with Parks and Recreation. Um, you know, I think through our programs, you know, we eliminate the cost you know, so, that, you know, most of our programs are free. We've got scholarships as options as well. Um, and we're part of the community. You will find most of our programs are coupled with a community center. Therefore, access to where they live and being a part of their neighborhood, um, that comes with it as well. Um, so I think just when you think about accessibility in regards to, to transportation and to funding, um, we offer spaces to remove that so they have the ability to join. Yeah, I think we forget that just transportation is one of the barriers uh, and just think financially as far as like entry fees and equipment, uh, but transportation are the, now how does that work? Is this like a bus pass thing? Do you have people that pick up kids? Uh, how does how do you overcome that hurdle? Um, well, what I would just say is we have over 26 recreation facilities. And mm. so there's accessibility in all of our neighborhoods. And so families who live in that area literally can just walk over and be a part of our sports programs. Um, when we do citywide events, you know, there's this opportunity where they could come together. Um, for example, we've got a track and field program um, with our citywide youth athletics where they could come together citywide and um, compete on that level. Yeah. And now, so you mentioned track and field and we talk about, uh, you know, athletics and different sports. Um, what different types of sports activities does Seattle Parks offer? Because I know the list is big and I think we think mainly athletics, but what what's available? Yeah, you know, just in um, just in relation to like recreational sports, we do follow similar seasonal um 
schedules. So like, for example, we've got basketball, we've got flag football, volleyball, track and field. Um, we've got some great partnerships um, in regards to programs that we do with the Sounders. So we've got summer day camps that are related to um, soccer. Um, and most of these activities are co-ed. Um, so we try to be as innovative as we can. We've got some community centers that have partnerships, like for example, with the Kraken, where we could come in and do some, some ice hockey stuff in their practice arena. Um, so we do a variety. We also try to be as innovative as we can and find activities that may not be normally offered to the community like for example lacrosse maybe something we mm. want to explore you know we've got two golf courses that are parks uh, part of parks and recreation and so golf is also another way that we try to promote some life skills um and youth development and uh so you had mentioned earlier uh the the scholarship aspect of that uh, now you say a lot of the activities are free but there are obviously financial barriers to some of these things and I believe the number from last year's uh, breakfast was almost 300 scholarships, 297, if I think uh, I remember correctly. Uh, what do the scholarships help with and why are they so important? Yeah, you know, um, some of our programs will have a very minimal cost related to registration. And what the scholarships offer is a way to supplement, um, well, su not supplement, but to subsidize that. So there's access for communities and families um, who may not be able to provide that financial um, component. Um, you know, our programs, you know, you have to consider the overhead when it think about staffing. Um, we do have volunteer coaches that are part of our programs as well. Um, but, you know, sports also comes with equipment requirements, right? You need mm -hmm. to be able to, to ensure that there's access to cleats, um, jerseys, um, all the type of things that you just need to be a part of when you're in um, a sports program. And so the scholarship aspect really provides an opportunity for us to bring in as many young people to be a part of our programs. So we want to be able to fund as much as we can, fundraise as much as we can, so we can create spaces for families um, who don't normally do these traditional things um, mm -hmm. because they have barriers to, to financial cost. So how does somebody, like if you have a kid and you are, are worried about the financials of involving them in sports, how does somebody take advantage of one of these scholarships? How are they awarded? Uh, what does somebody have to do to get their name on that list? Yeah, I encourage any families, young people that are interested in any of our programs um, to go to our website as one avenue, um, you know, just go to seattle.gov and then you'll see Parks and Recreation as a department that will give you the steps to how to apply for these things. And then also another way is just to simply walk into the community center, come into a community center, talk to a staff person, and they will walk you through the process. And so we, that is another form of us trying to eliminate barriers so that there's accessibility to, to just getting access to our programs. Um, you know, there's a way to do it online and there's a way to do it in person. Yeah, that's great. Um, so let's talk about this. So we've got the breakfast coming up on April 20th. Um, talk, tell me a little bit about that. What is the, the goal of this? What, uh, how do people participate? How do they show up? What, what's the, what's the push here? 
Yeah, so Seattle Parks and Recreation, we work in partnership with an organization called ARC, which stands for the Associated Recreation Council. Um, and ARC serves as a partner so that we could offer a variety of these recreation, lifelong learning programs, classes, and activities. Fund the Fun is an opportunity where it's a free community event and it's open to anyone who values the importance of access for all youth to participate in sports and recreation programs. Uh, the community breakfast that's hosted is a way for us to raise funds for youth sports and recreation scholarships for our families. And so it's a great opportunity for community members, people, family to come in to just hear what we've done over the years. Um, it gives you a visual of all the programs that we offer and then creates a space to um, financially provide a donation so that we can raise enough funds to create more scholarships. Which is fantastic. But OK, so let's uh, outside of just monetary donation. How can somebody go about helping? Uh, is it is it volunteering? Uh, or is it maybe donating actual uh, items that are in need? How does somebody do that? And what are you looking for? Yeah, you know, volunteering absolutely is the number one way, you know, we need to do this as a community. Um, most of our sports are all really hosted by volunteers. So coaches that we recruit for these sports that I had mentioned earlier, that is all volunteer based, um, which is also a great form of mentoring. And so that would be a way to do it. Um, uh, we are definitely open to taking any donations related to um you know, equipment, if people deem, you know, if it's deemed to still have some quality of use. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's that, that piece of it. Um, and then if you go to the webpage, it gives you other opportunities um, to just donate. I think partnerships, this is also another great way. You know, we live in a city where we have a lot of corporates and businesses that contribute just to a larger group. And so a form of partnership is also another way to kind of come in and uh, create a sponsorship as well. Yeah. And before, so this is, first of all, this is all like really, really great information, but before I let you go, is there anything that you think people should know about youth sports or the Associated Recreation Council or just Seattle parks that we haven't discussed? I just like to remind um, the community that, you know, Seattle Parks and Recreation in partnership with ARC, you know, we're really here to serve the community. We're here in a space to really inspire each individual to meet their full potential. And we do that through our recreation programs, through sports, through our just um, connection with just having young people and community be a part of our projects. And so I like to lead into the fact that, you know, we are here to serve the public and here to serve the community. And particularly coming out of a pandemic, um, what we had learned that, you know, parks and recreation really was a respite to the community. And we wanna be able to come into this space and honor that and, you know, we have the ability to really expand programs and activities. Um, and so it's a really exciting opportunity. And so the more we could just, you know, be able to do this in partnership is really what I want to just end with. Yeah. And again, so I'm talking with Daisy Katagi, the recreation director for Seattle Parks and Recreation. Where do people go to learn more and to sign up for any of the great programs you have? Yeah, if you just want to go to the city website, which is www.seattle.gov, um, and you will find Parks and Recreation on the link. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation with us this morning. Thank you, Doug.
And thank you for listening. Conversations is a public affairs program of this station.